Welcome to Hospitality 360, number 40. Wow, we're at 40. That's kind of crazy. 40. We're only uh, 10 away from 50. <laughs> and then 50, 60 away from 100. So we'll do a big celebration when we get to 50. But for now, obviously, we've got the all-star team. Katie Steinberg, Brian J. Esposito, and Calvin Stovall. I know our, uh, our supreme leader, Stephanie Malik, is running late. So, um, but so dedicated, she's going to do it from a place that we would never think. So when she does join, we'll get her on. And we have a special guest in probably about 20 minutes. She's going to be joining us, uh, managing editor with Hospitality Design, Elisa, and she's an integral part of HD Expo in Las Vegas that we're going to go into it as well and let people know what is HD Expo. And why is it the largest design event of the year? Um, hey, you can't beat it when it's in Las Vegas. And for me, first time there, um, and I get to even speak and be, you know, paneled up with a bunch of people. I mean, it's uh, revolutionary for EV Hotel to be at an HD Expo, especially all the design work that we've done. So. I want to obviously thank our design team with Sims Patrick Studio and Mancini Duffy with Christian Giordano. Uh, amazing work, guys. So, you know, it's not really the hotel without those two right there. So thank you for obviously doing what you guys do and for EV Hotel. Look at Stephanie Malik. Oh, yeah, I, to I told you guys it was going to be from a place that we would never imagine. She's in a car, <laughs> you know. Thank you. Thank you for being here as well. So I want to kind of jump into, we were just talking about a few things, but I want to thank our sponsors first, Contractor Exposers Connections and Surf Request. Thank you very much. And I want to also announce EV Hotel is going to be at the first ever NFT AtlantaCon. Yeah. It is going to be so exciting. The city of Atlanta is just going to be, I mean, this is going to be bigger than the NFT New York City, in my opinion. So that's only my opinion. So, and maybe not, but, you know, we'll, we'll take it the way it is. Um, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. May 24th to 26th. And you can catch the rest of the EV team. I know Katie Steinberg as well. She's always welcome to be part of the EV team. Yeah. So exciting times ahead for Evie. Um, and we're just grateful and honored to be part of that as well. So I want to dive into our question of the day. When do you think business travel will be back? Oh, trust me, we got a lot more of this later on in the show. Yeah. So don't miss out. Uh, Katie? I should have read the question before, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, everyone said 2022 was the year it's officially back. Um, business travel, I don't know. I mean, they we it's a big week, right? Everyone just took their masks off um, on the plane, and they're like cheering when it was announced on <laughs> different planes. So um, I think that's incredibly positive for business travel. Um, maybe I'll have a huge spike right now. I don't know. That's what I I guess I'll be betting on. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Katie. Calvin? Oh, man, I think we I think we're a bit away. Um, I think we got 
about at least another couple of years where I think it, if you're talking pre 2019 um, levels, I think we got a ways to go. Um, I just feel like um, the a lot of the technology solutions that Zoom and all of this other stuff that people have been doing, they've gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of these meetings where you might have flown somewhere have been substituted. Companies are trying to save money. It's people strapped for, for you know, um, resources. I, I just think people are going to continue to do things virtually for a while um, as, as long as it's, it's, it's effective. So as far as I don't know if we'll ever get back to pre-2019 levels, but it'll get better. But I think we're yeah. far away from where people are saying in celebration. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll dive we have, into that, Calvin. Don't worry about that. We're, yeah, we'll I think we have that. a ways to go. I think leisure is picking up significantly, and I think that's a positive. But yeah, as far yeah, as business absolutely. trouble is concerned, I think I think we got a ways to go. Absolutely. Just my opinion. Thank you, Calvin. Stephanie. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with Calvin in just that from the corporate standpoint. I think from my clients, I think they're doing less approvals for travel because we've figured out that we can do it so well remotely that you really have to have a, a um, substantial reason why you want to go and see a client. So not that I agree with that, but I'm just talking about the clients that I actually work with. They've changed their travel policy and they actually just recently changed it again. And it, it's hard. I mean, it's really, really hard to to go have a meeting. And there has to be, in, in my experience, Ken, there has to be revenue tied to it. And the revenue that's tied to it has to be like next quarter. It can't, they're less flexible. So I'm, I'm with Calvin, maybe, maybe not a couple years, but I think from here on out, I think travel has just changed because of how well, whether it be true or perception, how well companies and businesses feel that they've been able to do remotely. Thank you, Stephanie. Well said. Uh, Brian. Yeah, I'm not going to, touch on every what everybody else said because it's absolutely right but i will look at it from the hospitality side i've been all over the place and nobody that i've been to can handle any more traffic or additional uh people in their hotels or in the restaurants so in in that regard i don't think it's easy for, for large enterprise companies to be able to buy or book group meetings right now you can't really get hotel rooms in certain markets you can't get uh at the end of the day, I think these employees on the business side would it would, it would counteract what they're supposed to be doing because it's very frustrating to travel right now. I'm sitting I'm sitting in airports and flights are being canceled and it's it's madness. And on the private aviation side and with our holdings there, there's not enough inventory uh, to handle the demand. Uh, so I don't think I, I, I'm thinking business travel can probably be back now but there's there's really no supplier places to put these people so let's just get on your zoom call like calvin said and and do it remotely um that's my experiences so i mean i i i think it's it's an issue with service and supply anyway right now yeah absolutely you're you're so right about that brian so i kind of want to dive into this even a little bit more because back in the second quarter of 2021 i was on a podcast And I was asked this question, when do I think that business travel will be back? I said, well, let's look at it. GBTA put out a report in 2020 that this was going to be the worst time 
and that this is the worst we've experienced and it's worth 10 times more than the recession in 08 and 9-11. So I said, no way that this comes back for at least three years. And that's where I said it was going to be second quarter of 2023. And I still hold to that. I think it's going to be like that. We, we felt that when we had the recession. It took almost two years, a little bit over two years when we had the recession. We had to get it to 2010, a little bit later in 2010. So I'm going to stick to my gun and, you know, I'm just going to still, I, I stick to the analytics. You know, I go off data and I'll keep playing it off data. Based on that, you know, that's the number I have and that's what I'm going to go into. But we do have a piece on this later in the show that I think people are going to want to hear about. So thank you guys. So I want to kind of get into our next piece and let's get into EV. And I'm not talking about hotels. I'm talking about everybody knows this EV. It's Tesla. So pretty much Tesla is now getting into the hotel sector. Um, Envoy is entering the hospitality industry. And they're launching of the Tesla Model Y in South Beach. This will allow hotel guests to enjoy freedom and movement without the hassle expense of a traditional car rental service. Hotel guests now can use the Envoy app to book their car. Um, look, I said this when Tesla put out a trademark that they're entering hospitality and it was in Austin, Texas, uh, where they're planning to open restaurants. And I think this was a while back and I said, they're gonna enter hospitality. This is their strategic way of entering hospitality now. Um, and I think, you know what? I believe in this. I think this is going to work. I've said this for a while, that how do we get an EV rental car service at a hotel? I think, Calvin, you probably heard me, maybe Brian or anybody else heard me say this. And we were working with somebody in Phoenix on this venture. But, you know, we have to have and move away from your regular rental cars. I mean, the ridiculous prices right now. I mean, insane. Somebody told me they paid $400 a night or a day to uh, rent a car at the Atlanta airport. I was like, what? Is it? Is it a Bentley? <laughs> what, what is it? You know, and they're like, no, it's a Ford. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's, that's just insane. But I'll go backwards here. So I'll start with you, Brian. And what are your thoughts on this? I feel like even if you're going forward, you always start with me. <laughs> uh, the uh, well, I always speak from experience. And one of our holdings is a company called Captain K A P T Y N. Uh, Andrew Myers, a CEO, just a phenomenal rock star in ride sharing and the uh, uh, transportation industry. But uh, Captain's the largest fleet of electronic vehicles in the country. Uh, they service all of Las Vegas, uh, going into Miami now, and um, also Orange County. But the point being is that people want that elevated experience, whether it's a vehicle or even, you know, the chauffeur experience, you know, how disappointing is everybody when they, when they go and get an Uber Lux or an Uber, um, uh, what's it called? Black when something pulls up that, you know, in your mind doesn't fit that criteria and nor is the driver well-trained. So it, it's cool that Envoy is going into that. 
uh, space, but I like it. I, I, I think it'd be more successful. And Ken, we talked about bringing Captain into Phoenix. I think yeah. it's more successful with the idea of having a this type of vehicle outside the hotel, uh, much like Captain does with the Cosmopolitan and Bellagio in, in Vegas, uh, for the guests to be able just to hop in and go wherever they want to go. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of. I, I like renting a, a Jeep and like an island somewhere and just having fun and, 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 and going around and exploring. I, I don't like getting a car in a city and then trying to find parking and all the stress. And I hate the whole idea of when you rent a car, they hold thousands of dollars on it, on your car oh, too. Yeah. So it's just the whole idea of it. I never liked, uh, but I do like the idea of going into an, an EV hotel, friction free, checking into my room, friction free, and then going into a car, friction free, and then going to a restaurant or somewhere where I want to go where I don't have to do anything. That to me is interesting as a traveler. And uh, that's the type of experiences I w- would want to have. But uh, going and sitting at a desk and running the car, that process still sucks, regardless if you're getting a Tesla or you're getting a Ford, like you mentioned, you still got to go through the same process w- w- with a guest service agent. So if you can take all that away and just hop into a vehicle that's waiting for you outside, that that's what I'd like to see in the hospitality space. Absolutely. Thank you, Brian. I was going to tell you, and it's funny you said that Cosmopolitan Hotel, because I was there New Year's Eve in Vegas uh, with a bunch of friends and I saw a captain and I forgot to take a picture to send it to you. <laughs> it's but, cool. Even when you hop in all the, all the cabs, their software is powers all the, all the cabs. They do 600 rides a day in Vegas. It's wow. pretty, pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we yeah. got to re-venture into that conversation. Oh, someday. for sure. For sure. So thank you, Brian. Stephanie? Um, so so a couple things. The first thing is I think it's a great idea. Um, I think it's a great idea. I just don't think it's going to work. Um, in the in the article, it kept referencing car. And um, instead of like cars or fleet or um, whatever it was. And, and I have had experiences in the last year where the hotel, be it a four or five star hotel, touts, um, you know, jump in this car and goes anywhere. Some of them are two miles, some of them are five miles, some of them are 10 miles, whatever it is. And they, they, you know, you see it outside and they're parked really beautifully. You know, here are all the Teslas, here are all the Lexus and and different varieties of them with drivers. Um, No matter how far in advance that I made like a reservation or whatever it was, I could never get a car. Um, and so whatever it was, I was never actually able to utilize the services, no matter how much it's touted. It looks beautiful on the website. It looks amazing on the website. It's like, you really feel taken care of. You really feel like it's a major service. Cause like Brian, I really feel like renting a car is when you don't have meetings, you don't have places to be. And you're just kind of like, you know, island hopping, you know, looking around and, and really enjoying when I have someplace to be, I need to know that the Uber is going to be on time or, or that the black car, like he said, is going to be on time. And with this, I've just had too many things fail and never be able to utilize the service that was promised to me upon check-in. So I'm not, I'm not keen on it at this point. Absolutely, thank you, Stephanie. Uh, Calvin, um, that that was exactly what I was gonna. That man, Steph, we we on the same page on that one. First of all, I'm on the same page with Brian with the car rental experience sucking. It just sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It's bad. All of it is bad. And so when I read this whole article, I thought it was pretty cool. But that was the first thing that clicked in my mind. Am I going to really be able to get a car? Yeah. You know, um, and that and I think what happens in the case like that is you have this great expectation. And then when it when they fail, it it actually hurts you even more. 
Um, so I, my, my only thing is, because I think it's great for Tesla as well. If, if you can get a car, shoot, you might end up buying one later because of the experience you had driving around. I think it's brilliant. It helps with, you know, the environment, all of that. They can, all of that is, is a good play that they can go on. But at the end of the day, if I can't get a car when I need one, I'm going Uber. Yeah. I mean, it's- well, and, 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 and Kelvin, if I can just say, can I'm sorry, one more thing. Yeah. Sometimes people choose their rooms or their hotels because of that. So, for yeah. example, yeah, like, yeah. All, all, of yeah. these, all, of, all of these hotels are cracking down on expenses. So, if I have six or eight meetings, that's $100 in Uber fees. I may be able to justify that $200 or $300 room because I have a car service that's going to get me to all of the meetings. And whenever it doesn't happen, it's like you pay for a really expensive room at, a, at an amazing place. And then you have a hundred or two hundred dollars in Uber fees on top of it. So I just kind of go. I just think setting expectations yeah. is the strongest way to be. Yep. Yeah. So that's my only thing. Great idea, as long as they can execute it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all right. It's all right. Katie. Um, I was originally like, "This is awesome! Oh my gosh!" I was just, um, I was in Baltimore for Ahoa last week, and I can't tell you how uh, easy it was to, there was a point where one of my colleagues and I wanted to rent a car and it was actually really not easy to development to help us. And long story short, um, I was like, this is fantastic and would love to go the Tesla. But um, just like Steph and Calvin were saying, I, you know, one of those things where it's, you're so excited about it. And truthfully, I probably would choose somewhere like that based upon that. But yeah, I mean, it has to work. <laughs> so um Proofs in the pudding, I guess. We'll yeah. have to we'll have to come back to that one in like six months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we will. We will. I mean, for me, I haven't rented a car in eight years, so I don't know what it feels like. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh it's bad, Ken. It's bad, man. So <laughs> I always Uber. I mean, I'm just a fan of Uber, or Lyft, or whatever, and from wherever I am, that's kind of what I do. And I, I, the reason for that, the number one reason for that, is what Brian said: parking. I'm not going to look for a parking spot. You know what I mean? Like yeah, literally so where I don't even know where I might be, you know? So, Especially, um, yeah, in a big city. It's always hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if it was Dubai, then you can take the Uber. Uh, they have a Uber hel- helicopter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's pretty cool over there. But, <laughs> you know, that's kind of where it might take. I don't have too much. I just think, you know, this is a way for Tesla to get in. Um, you know, they're starting out first with the restaurant trademark and now with this, and I think it's just moving forward and we're, I'm going to, we'll get into the piece on why I think there's going to be a Tesla hotel. So, but moving on. Um, so we've got MasterCard. This is very interesting. Okay. So we've talked about metaverse for a long time. We've talked about what it means with the metaverse. And now MasterCard filed 15 crypto and metaverse trademarks. MasterCard is planning to create NFTs and virtual payment systems for the metaverse. Uh, Now, if we don't know about this or if nobody knows about this, MasterCard actually uh, partnered with Coinbase on a payment deal back in January of this year. The article piece also says that the metaverse is going to explode by 
by 2030. The virtual world is going to be worth $8 trillion. So my thing here is why isn't anybody talking about this? And I'll go to Katie first. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> Obviously. Dude, are you <laughs> why aren't you talking about this, Katie? It's a matter of <laughs> Why aren't you talking about it? Katie and Stephanie should be talking about this all day. And you're not talking about this? Are you doing doing this on Game Changers? Are you doing a Metaverse special on Game Changers? I I wouldn't say I'm an expert in this. Um, Okay, so it's... uh, I think it is uh, absolutely... um, I think it's great that MasterCard is getting into this. Um, and what did it say? It was, said it was like about like... Oh, don't worry. We'll come back to you, Katie. We'll come back to you. That's it? Yeah, that was- <laughs> I guess. Great job, Katie. Can we need one of those X's like on my family feed? When you get oh, and, and, no, no whammy. No whammy. And, no whammy. There you go. Calvin, oh, what gosh. you got? Oh man, I, I just think, man, the people, people, you just get people are behind the eight ball on a lot of stuff. I mean, you have you have innovators and you have laggards. I think it's more laggards than innovators. And so, you know, the people that are talking about it, like us, are just ahead of the curve. Um, yeah. But one thing I do like is that Mastercard with Coinbase. I mean, we've talked about Mastercard about three, four times on this show. We we have um, and we've yeah. been tracking them as they've gone. So today's article to me was a natural transition. It would it, I wasn't surprised or anything mm-hmm. um, about it. I just think that, you know, people that are, are keeping track of the NFTs, the metaverse and all of that know about it. I think there's a circle of people that knows, but I think that this with Mastercard is good for brands like EV. Yeah. Um, because it starts becoming more commonplace in conversations as they continue to evolve and do all these things that they're doing, it's going to become more, you know, uh, in, in the people household, they're, they're going to talk about it more. So I think when brands like this make this kind of move, it can only help us um, yeah. because I think there there is still a learning curve. It's a huge one. Um, I just think people like us, we're just ahead of the game a little bit, but eventually it'll catch up. And I'm just glad MasterCard is doing something. Absolutely. Thank you, Calvin. Appreciate that. Uh, Stephanie? So I feel like I'm going to be the naysayer again. That, you know, dream I'm following killer. you. Don't worry. I'm following you. <laughs> um, I, Kate, so I don't know. Again, I don't know what anybody's done as far as patents go. Um, I don't know what anybody on the panel has done. And I'm sure Brian will, Brian will school me as soon as I'm done. But uh, here's where I am. It is really hard to get a patent. It is a difficult, difficult process. Let me interrupt you real quick, because that's what I originally thought when I read the article. But if you pull it back up, it's not patents; it's trademarks. It's trademarks. That's 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 what I was going to go. That's what I was going to go with. A little easier, a little easier. But in 2022, everybody started looking at case law, and case law has to be reflective of what has been tried in the past. Okay, so I'm concerned because. How do you trademark something that nobody knows anything about? And how do you educate the judge? So there's a bunch of things along the way. For for example, um, we just had a patent pulled back, but I've never, ever heard about this technology. They pulled the trademark back. They pulled the technology back. And they pulled the entire patent back. 
I've never heard about it. They cannot reference it. You know why I got pulled back? Because they cannot reference it. They can't be competitors. There can't be blankets. There can't be umbrellas. So how do you actually get a patent or a trademark? And so, and this is the this is the second most um, most high ranking patent attorney who basically all he does is litigate patents. And he's perplexed, and he's like, I just don't understand it from a crypto standpoint, from an NFT standpoint, from a partnering standpoint. Trademarking is really, really hard to do. And if you do it, you have to be completely different, but there's no case law to support it. So I honestly think, I think the entire thing's bogus. And I think that it's probably a year to 18 months out before it actually anything happens. <clears throat> well, you know what? I hope it is because then I want to buy, I want to buy that trademark, you know, if it is bogus. But I guess we'll see what happens. I've said it for a while, but I, I mean, I'll let Brian finish, then I'll kind of go into no, that's it. Okay. And we'll bring on Elisa. Um, Brian? Uh, yeah, I say this all the time. Certain things don't excite me. That didn't excite me. Um, mm -hmm. UPS, I, I love and admire and respect their executive team. Amazing. They last week put out a phenomenal patent application mm -hmm. that made tremendous sense. And it, uh, it looped back metaverse moving goods, receiving of goods, but it also brought it into real life. And I always preach that you can't live, you can't live in the metaverse 24 seven. You got to eat in real life. You got to pour a drink in real life. You got to buy uh, clothing or an experiences in real life. So uh, the fact that, uh, you know, you have to support this movement. And right now you need names like MasterCard to help support the movement and justify the enormous amount of funds going into the metaverse. Yep. Uh, so you know, pieces like that are going to get a lot of, a lot of exposure, a lot of push and a lot of money behind it. Um, but it's still in its infancy. You know, there's going to mm -hmm. be things that make sense that don't make sense. There's going to be, you know, back in the day, everybody started doing squatter rights on domain names uh, for, yep, yep. for brands. Some, some things yeah. are going to just, to me, this reminds me again of, 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 you know, again, domain names and, and, and going and building websites uh, mm -hmm. in, in the late nineties, early two thousands. There's going to be things that work. There's going to be things that don't work. Uh, there'll be a correction and a crash and a bubble and a, and, and a, it'll grow at a healthy rate like any other new industry. Um, but the uh, article didn't excite me. They could have said they filed one trademark or a million. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Care. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I think, um, no, well, well said Brian, but I, I personally think this is about competition. You know, this is about them being first to market, beating out Visa, American Express. Yeah. You know, this is kind of what that is. I think months ago, I I think on this show that I mentioned MasterCard partnered with Back to accept crypto payments and put it all into their instruments, right, around the country and the world. This is just MasterCard telling people that, look, we're going to be ahead of you kind of way. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to put them down for it because that's what we're doing too, right? We're start, we're staying ahead of the game. So, you know, I don't think what they're trying to do is going to work. Um, so I agree with everyone on that same aspect. I just think they're moving too fast. I think they're just trying to move it too fast right now instead of just focusing on one thing. If it was crypto payments, focus on the crypto payments, right? Mm -hmm. So, and who who are they going to go after? And the whole point of crypto and digital assets is to go away from the centralized 
banking and institutional ways that things were done. Mm-hmm. How do you protect that when there's a million cryptocurrencies that are exchanging a payment for goods or service or some sort of a tangible or intangible monetary yeah. event that, that moves from one digital exchange to another? How do you even think about policing something like that? Yeah. What are you actually protecting? Um, so the, you know, it, to me, it's a little, we follow trademarks all the time because that's, that's just the, the MO. That's what we do. We want to protect the IP. But in this world, the whole idea is, is against that too. And in, in my my mind, it's 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 a community coming together to experience a, a way that the future is moving forward. And you're going to start throwing litigations and lawsuits and patent protection or trademark. Pro- community doesn't care about that shit. They don't want to hear that. That's noise. That's what they're trying to go against. Yeah. So, you know, the whole uh, to me, there's a disconnect inside of uh, companies like Mastercard and they're legal and and they they don't really understand what the metaverse is trying to do and what, what the people inside of that community want to experience. They don't they don't want to see or hear this stuff. They want to have a great time, and they want to visualize great art, great experiences, great music, great IP, uh, NFTs, creations and distribution and value. Yeah. They hear the word trademark protection and lawsuit. They're going to throw up in the metaverse, and I would too. Yeah. And, I, told, and- I told everybody that on Twitter there was going to be an EV fire chat today <laughs> by Brian J. Esposito. Oh, you felt that energy? Is that yeah, I felt that um, energy. To Brian's point also, too, who's the client? Like, who's the customer? <laughs> yeah. Who's MasterCard going after? Because then we're not, we're away from decentralized anything because you actually have to apply and then everybody has all of your information for wallets back and forth. So everybody knows exactly who you are and exactly what you're doing and everything else. So where is the... It, it's all it goes back to compliance which is exactly what the metaverse doesn't want yeah absolutely you're so right i i think and you know we'll dive more into this but i want to get elisa she's waiting uh, waiting patiently in in the backstage area uh we have obviously a special guest she's going to let us know a little bit about hd expo and i'm ecstatic to be out there as well so welcome alicia to hi i can hi everyone how are Hello. you? Today? I'm the special guest, but you're the special guest at HD Expo. One of oh yeah, thank you for having me. I, it's an honor. I'm I'm grateful to be there as well. So I'm just going to introduce you real quick to our our team here on Hospitality 360. Um, Brian J. Esposito is our chief impact officer with the EV Hotel. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeff got fired. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. I'm so it. used to saying that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jeff's actually in your window, usually. Uh, but Brian J. Esposito, he's our chief strategy officer. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, then Stephanie Malik, she's our board member and She's also on our executive team. Um, Calvin Stovall is our president with EB Hotel. And then um, EB Everything is Katie Steinberg. Wow. EB, you got to do the hand. That's a sign for EB. That's what we do. Oh, this is it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not just throwing out signs. Welcome, Alicia. So, yeah. um, Thank you for letting me crash the party. Absolutely. We want, we want to, you guys got a big event coming, a big conference. It's very exciting. And and I'll be honest, it's my first time ever being there. So I'm looking forward to it. It's Um, an amazing experience. It is. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it and tell us what's, what's really cooking there. Oh, yes. Except the pool party. 
the pool party is always bumping. It's the hot ticket. I hope I hope you'll show up there, Ken. Yes, um, yes. I'm gonna try. Someone always ends up in the pool, so we'll yeah. see if it's you. <laughs> Um, awesome. Yeah, I mean, like you have, you said you haven't been there before, but it's our massive trade show at in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay. We're back at our reg regularly scheduled time in April. Um, we did a show in August last year. Um, I'm not sure if you heard of this thing called COVID, but yeah. it put a pause on a lot of shows that we had planned in 2020 and 2021. Um, but this year we have 175 speakers. You're one of them. 30 sessions, you're on one of those, um, hundreds of products that are debuting on the show floor. Um, we tackle everything from, you. well, luckily we have you there to talk about the metaverse and crypto, cruising, the evolving definition of luxury. Um, and we have three great activation spaces on the show floor where you can hear all of these amazing speakers. One is our Design Well Pavilion. It's designed by Inc. Architecture and Design. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but right. they have done the One Hotel in Brooklyn. They're very cool. Um, we're excited to see what they do there. And that will have all of our conversations about DEI, wellness, sustainability. It's a major, major topic these days. Um, we also have our HD Park, and that's where all our CEU accredited conference sessions happen. And we have our HD Social Hub, and that's designed by 21C Museum Hotels, and more conversations happen there. So there's just a lot going on, and we encourage everyone to try to see and as much as possible and to wear comfortable shoes because you'll get those steps in. Absolutely. It's, it's going to be exciting. And, you know, that's actually Brian's real good friend, Raul Lea, from our one hotel. Real good. Yeah. Oh, Raul. Oh, he's wonderful. He spoke very highly of you, Alicia. Oh, so. yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, he just popped over to one hotel from Virgin. So he has a great hospitality eye. It's exciting what he's going to do with that brand. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm, I'm obviously really excited that Stacy's moderating the panel and just listening to everybody. So, you know, I'm going to be tuning in. I'm not really, I'd rather be listening than talking. So, it, I mean, that's going. one of the, yeah, one of the great things about the show is just the networking. Um, just having a couple years where you weren't doing any of that, it's mm -hmm. people are more excited than ever. And it's just the community. You know how hospitality is. Yep. Yeah, I had tons of messages over the weekend. So I'm excited to link up with a few people, including Constantino. Um, so you got world renowned designers there. So, I mean, if our audience is listening in, look, you don't want to miss it. Um, you're not going to have my VIP ticket, but it's okay. You can come to the opening reception and the pool party. So, I mean, obviously we want everyone to come who can still register. It's still open, but we will be kind of doing our own social media updates, live tweeting a few things, posting on our Instagram stories and all of our social media channels to keep people in the know um, as things happen. But yeah, it's going to be great. We're all really excited. We just, I just popped over here from another call, final planning's in, in place. So, um, yeah, we're all really please excited. let us Happy know if we can help with anything. You know, I'm excited to be there. And what know, are you most looking forward to as a, as a first timer? I'm, I'm obviously looking forward to meeting a lot of people and, you know, just really talking to them about how hospitality is for them. And not on an operational basis, right? This is more about the design aspect. So what are they seeing 
worldwide because this is a worldwide event. This is a global event where even the guys at Constantino, I mean, they're the largest producer. They got the largest stone factory in the world in um, what's the country? Spain. So, you know, I was just at their Constantino city here in Atlanta and I'm meeting um, one of the owners of Constantino there in Vegas. So I'm looking forward to having those sort of conversations. I mean, and just meeting the design world, right? Like that's what hospitality's experience falls behind is the team of, like we have a great design team. We have Mancini Duffy as our architect and you probably know Sims Patrick Studio. Oh Libby yeah, mm-hmm. I love Libby. Yeah, yeah, so she's gonna be there as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing her and her team there too. So it's gonna be an amazing time, I can't wait. Yeah, it will be really great. Like you said, just those face-to-face conversations just seeing people you haven't seen in a long time, meeting new people, its that's all happens at HD Expo. Exactly. And so it's we, the same time as the NFL draft, so you get a twofer if you... Oh, if I like, know, oh, yeah. I know. It's uh, I've got a few calls about that too, so... You might you get know. drafted, Ken, so be careful. I, Make sure you enter the right... I, I got drafted, but it was, it was in the bottom 100, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, you know, as long as, look, these guys are our number one draft pick at EV. So, you know, I'm just at number two, number three, number four. They're well, next the year the one. whole team will have to come. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think we We're just going to. We're all gonna, invited. Yeah, we'll, we'll plan it really well for next year. We definitely will. But I'm excited. I know our team is excited as well. So we appreciate the opportunity, Lisa. Yeah, thank you for having me so I could talk a little bit about it and learn a new sign. Right? Throw it up. (laughs) Throw it up all around the conference. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone will be like, wait, do you know what that really means? Yeah. (laughs) They're going to be like, what gang are you in? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you for being here, and uh, I look forward to seeing you. Yeah, absolutely. Nice meeting you. It was nice meeting everyone. Good luck with everything. We'll see you next week, Ken. Thank you. Appreciate Bye-bye. it, Lisa. Oh, I love a good pop in. Well done. That's a pop in, you know. It was very nice. That's it. Oh, she's awesome. I mean, I as a, as a chief impact officer, I think that was very impactful. <laughs> we, just, we just experienced that. That's that's a <laughs> drop <laughs> that one. Right? Like no, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> drop that. Wait, you can even smile. You're just it like, no. and the thing is, Ken said it so convincingly. I got it wrong. I was like, <laughs> there's been a trade. Yes, there's been is. an internal trade. <laughs> there you go, right there, right? The NFL draft. Wow. You're actually going to go play for the Houston Texans now, and Jeff's going to take feel your like spot. I just feel like I just got attacked by all the Houston Texans. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh. And then he's Jeff's actually going to be the global networker. That the world is looking forward to. He's getting there. I'll tell you what, he's doing really well at that. He's uh, he's opened a lot of doors for us. Oh, he he absolutely is. I mean, endlessly too. So amazing, amazing. I think doors are just going to be wide open. We're going to need an elevator now because that's how far up we're going. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys, let me take it into this next piece right here. So, hotel brands. Um, it looks like. I think everybody's understanding it's about experience. You know, no longer is it about what the price of the room is, you know, free breakfast, uh, 42 inch television. (laughs) 
you know, your washed up bat towels and washcloths. <laughs> no, it's about experience, 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 experience. FIFA got a hotel going. Toy Story, if you guys are interested. <laughs> and <laughs> Hello Kitty <laughs> for you Hello <laughs> Kitty fans out there. So does this beat out EV Hotel? Big hell no. It's a big <laughs> hell no. No, no, no. It does not. Because what kind of experience we're delivering? We're delivering 10 different components. They're de delivering experience based on a brand name. Okay, that's all they're doing. But I think this is the way the industry is moving. Yeah. You know, we talked about Porsche having it. Uh, Dubai's got the Armani Hotel there. So this is a lot about that experience. So I'll start off with Calvin. I mean, you know, you started with Homewood Suites and you built that brand up. I mean, look, I'm not a fan of this. Trust me, in no way. I think this is like nonsense to begin with. Yes. I you know, agree. nonsense. Like, what am I going to do at a Toy Story hotel? You know, or a Hello Kitty. Hello oh, Kitty. You know? I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just think it's getting a little out of hand, man. Uh, Definitely get it out of hand. What are they going to have? Uh... It's getting out of hand, man. I mean, it's going to be a Gumby hotel. Gonna have a car I was just going to say that. A I was Gumby just going to say that. You like the Gumby Give me the pokey room for <laughs> yeah, in a hokey many reasons. Room. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I, I just – I don't know it, man. I get it with the whole experience thing, but I think there's a difference. I mean, those, you got Disneyland and Disney World go to yeah. that kind of stuff, man, you know? Um, and I know they, they in the, the article says it's going to help their brand awareness. You got, well, how many properties going to do? One? You know, actually, the first two. That's, the that's, that's. <laughs> yeah, the Hyatt opened up the FIFA and the Toy Story. Yeah, and I'm is like, you Fila, can't use technology. I think it's the Fila. Stuff, right? I think it's Fila. It's the Fila brand. Fila, it's yeah. Fila. Shoe. Jim, Fila is already played, but yeah. but but Oof. I'm just like fighting words, Calvin. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everything you know, comes back. Everything comes know, back. But hey, that, all right. Let me go back. But but really. <laughs> But no, but seriously, I just think it's getting out of hand. I, I, oh, I, I it's, think it's, it's cool. Definitely get it out of hand. I'm not a fan of it. It's just, it's just too much. That's it's, just it's too much. You're right. Too much. You're right. Stephanie. I don't. I just. I don't. I have. I, it's just stupid. Oh, you got a Katie moment? I have a lot to say, but I'm trying to be very thoughtful with my words. I know you're not used right. to it. Um, so, I mean, I'll tell you this. Here's the only thing that I know about this is Hello Kitty makes so much money. I was on Farfetch right. the other day and I mm -hmm. saw a $48,000 backpack. What? And I was like, that's not real because no kid is going to buy that. So that's adults that are collectors or something buying a $48,000 backpack. Stephanie, so, did, did you just oh say that? I did. I did. Forty-eight thousand dollar. Well, you yeah, know what? There is a kid that's gonna buy that. Yes, and they live in the Kardashian house. Yes, <laughs> Cardi B bought Cardi B. They bought their baby a Birkin bag. Makes but, sense. But okay, but forty-eight thousand. Okay, as ridiculous as that is, as yes. ridiculous as that is, it is, and that is ridiculous. Yes. 
at yes. least that consistently yeah. goes up in value by massive percent. So there are vault holdings for Birkin bags. There are people that have Lloyd's of London insurance for Birkin bags. There are like all, and I don't know enough about Hello Kitty at all. <laughs> you seem to know quite a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I would sit behind it, Ken. I'm going to, you're going to go, are you saying, I don't know if I'm saying this, but let's just try. Maybe if it changed every year and it was like, hey, this year it's a Hello Kitty yes. experience. Yes. Or like, you know, but I, I don't know how you can do that long term and have sustainable income, a sustainable experience. Even Disneyland changes out their rides like every three or four years. Yeah, right. How do you do that? Maybe yeah. they'll just change it out like every five years. Yeah. You're right. You're definitely right. Well this, said. This, uh, this Brian? is dumb. This oh, here we go. Fire no. chat. Fire chat. No. Um, Fire well, chat. it mentioned brands like I don't want to diss them all like, Bulgari or Bulgari, however you want to say it, like yeah, that's a, uh, that's a. I just say BV. That's a beautiful hotel in the Marina District yeah. in um, in Dubai. Dubai. That works. Um, I got to work with and speak with like the Lamborghini family about doing uh, resorts on vineyards and tie in the Lamborghini wine and, and really make an experience where the products are being poured and, but but I think at the end of the day it works for Disney because it's supported with an entire theme park and content and, right. and they're that entire staff is so dr <laughs> brainwashed and trained to just, eh, everything's happy. But how do you do this with the staff that's already in these hotels? They're not, they're not hello kitty, uh, corporate staff. Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know how you, you met, you, you, you merged the two. However, with that being said, I was recently in, in Vegas, and across from Park MGM or the Nomad is a Hello Kitty, like some kind of unique food truck. There's probably 500 people wrapped around the block waiting to experience that. So these brands do have really good demand. But at the end of the day, how often are you in the hotel anyway? Or how often are you in the room of the hotel? So spending all this time and money to get people there and trying to come up with some corny gimmick they're not they don't live in the hotel they're there for a specific reason and they go somewhere else and they come back to sleep is is is, is the normal routine so you know uh, we talked about this with the sports illustrated hotel yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was well that's what i mean you you see that there's a trend developing and i think it's a horrible trend you know well you what you have is you have one announcement right and everybody else rushing in to yeah. find something they could some ip they can license and oh i and, I, and promote but what the brands shame on the brands because don't do it if it's going to do the not the hotel brand the other brands don't mm -hmm. do it unless you're going to do it right and go in you're not in the hospitality industry none of those brands i don't think we're on that oh um, hyatt hyatt actually is the one who did the first two no i mean the the collaborations they're not oh, in the hospital they're not in hospitality they don't you yeah, they're you not do, in yeah. You could do your brand more harm by doing a collaboration with a hotel if the guests mm -hmm. that the normal guests that are going there don't don't care anyway. So uh, to me, it's just it's more gimmick and. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Tesla is setting themselves up, and that's what we were talking about earlier. This is of them getting their cars in, then creating their whole global brand of Tesla, yeah. right? But and that, I, but that hotel better be a hundred percent off grid electric, or it doesn't make sense either. Like, yeah, and that's what I've read. Yep. I, I think that's where they want to power it up. 
you know how we're talking about sustainability here right so and that's well you know what that that might be one thing that does work but none of these for me this doesn't i'm not gonna go get on a plane and go to the toy story hotel <laughs> but it, it works Back to Raul Baccarat, one of the most beautiful hotels in New York. It works with certain brands and it does higher yeah. echelon. Yeah. He's a hospitality guy. He, he understands, he understands that, right? Yep. He he gets it. I mean, he he did a great job at Virgin Hotels. You know, we'll see where Virgin is right now. I'm obviously excited to see their Las Vegas product because I've heard a lot of things about that. But so, thank you, Brian, Katie. Um, in the article, it said that a big reason for it was they were trying to catch up with, um, they were trying to appeal to millennials who were catching up with boomers for travel spend. Um, so I don't know. I don't want to underestimate how much people love Hello Kitty for being honest. I feel like it's one of those brands, like seriously, and the placement of it. Um, like, can oh, you they like, love Hello Kitty. I know they do. <laughs> uh, but you're like, I would absolutely not go. But I don't think they're trying to appeal to you. Or if they were, it'd be you because you're bringing your kids there. I don't know. Maybe it would be. I feel like it's one of those places that parents would kind of be forced to go with their kids. Or maybe millennials would want to go. I don't know. I mean, I do. I think it's a little bit ridiculous that they're doing an entire hotel off of that. Yeah, I do. But even so, you never know. I I feel like. I don't really know the pulse anymore. I was also looking at um, one of the quotes was like, uh, it's all about experiential marketing. What's more intimate than having your guest or having someone lay their head within a brand. Um, so maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. They want yeah. you to really experience it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Katie. So I don't really have much. I already added my points into it. So we'll just dive into the next piece. Um, I just tell people, let me know when you go to the Hello Kitty hotel uh let me know how that is and take some pictures i'll let you know i'll send you i'll send you uh stephanie malik's email address so you can send it to her <laughs> please i was hoping i could get more email thank you so much yeah. <laughs> all right so let me dive into the next one so <clears throat> i think we'll uh i gotta kind of take a deep breath right now because the inner self is going to come out right now. And <laughs> I know you couldn't oh. wait to get to this article. <laughs> I know you've been bite chomping at the bit to get to this one. So, so I'm going to really dive into this one. And I'll take it back three years, two years, three years, whatever it is. Okay. And. I've been talking about innovation for a very long time. Okay. Very long time. And now you have the incoming chairman um, of AHOA. He said his focus is innovation. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you really kidding me that you're saying you're focused now? Is innovation, and I'll tell you guys why I'm saying this. This is fire chat, okay? This is why I'm saying this, okay? In 2019, they did a survey with their members, and 91% of their members 
said they had issues at their hotel with labor. Okay. 91%. And you're telling me three years later, you're saying the focus is innovation. I'll tell you, I I told them two years ago when I was starting EV Hotel. And I said, you need to have emphasis on technology. You need to launch a technology innovative conference. You need to have panel members focused on technology. One of their board members, I'm not going to name his name. I was on a panel with him. I said, do you guys, are you guys teaching your members about technology? We haven't started yet. Okay. What are you waiting for? What are you, what are you waiting for? You know, and one of the things why I don't attend that conference is because there's nothing there. And to me, some of these conferences an HD Expo, high tech BLLA, I will attend those because it's not about fake news. Mm -hmm. You know, when we go into and the next piece we'll go into, you guys will see what I'm talking about. But this is something where let's not talk about it because it's the number one Google AdWord. Okay. Let's not talk about it because it's the number one Google AdWord. Let's talk about it because we want to take some actionable items and progress with it. Yeah. So there you go. That's my fire chat. Katie? Um. I, uh, I agree with you for, um, I, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think, I don't think most people are as innovative as you necessarily though. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'll just err on the side of like better late than never. Cause comparatively, yes, they're late. Um, I really like Neil, uh, thought, I think he's great, but I mean, I think hopefully well, someone asked who is he, <laughs> he's, um, he's the new chairman. He was the vice before, then now he's the new chairman. Yeah, no, no, I know. Look, he's a great guy. I talked to him. Look, yeah, but nothing, um, I think he's set up in a situation where, you know, just to cater to 20,000 members, you say the right words, but you got to have actionable items. You yeah. You got to have actionable items. You got to progress and do something about it. Yeah. You can't say our focus is innovation. And what I, do you yeah, have? it's very broad um, where it's like, yeah. I, I agree. You don't even I have agree. a technology panel. Like, you don't, you know, focus is nowhere near technology and you can't use the word innovation and all of a sudden you're winning the lottery and pulling it out. It doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Um, all I'll say is better late than ever, but I do think it's very general. Um, and they need a little more specifics and need some well, help. You, you need you need to be more detailed you need to obviously partner with the right people mm -hmm. do the right things and if you think just putting hotel brand ceos on your panel is yeah. going to be innovative then you got something else coming get a guy like raul leah to come on your panel mm -hmm. get a guy like you know some other boutique hotel ceos you don't need the marriott ceo you don't need the hilton ceo and you don't need these other CEOs that are really, what are they going to talk about? You know, yeah. well, good stuff, Katie. I like how you think. <laughs> Brian? I mean, you've, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, let me ask you, Ken, what are, what are they supposed to do if they don't dive in now and start talking about it? Well, I, I think I, like, me, even if, if they weren't ahead of the trend, you know, that's, that's mm -hmm. okay. It's tough to be. You are. 
uh, slash we all are. But well, my biggest, and I don't mean to cut you no, off, okay. Brian, but it's my biggest problem is I think they don't want to be supportive in when somebody, phony? huh? Is it phony? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think to me is like, look, Evie has never got any support from Ahoa to begin with. Number one, right? And and we're not begging for it, but it's like, look, if you want to be part of innovation and you want to be part of technology, right? You 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 yeah. um, embrace what what you set out. You got to embrace it, right? I, I you got to embrace it and say, yes, it's doing well. Like other people, look, BLLA, high tech, mm-hmm. HD Expo. Yeah. NFT Atlanta con. Do I need to keep going? Keep going. ASU. <laughs> Come on, keep going. You know? So <laughs> do we need to is that something that you want to be part of innovation? You want to do things? And what message are you delivering to your uh to your members? You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you delivering the right message to your members? Because look, Nancy's Nancy's our global head of investor relations, right? She's heavily involved in AHOA. I have no problem with AHOA. Look. They do a great job in other areas, okay? But she said she was at the convention and everybody was talking about EV Hotel. So your members are talking about EV Hotel. Your members are asking, where's Ken Patel? You know, why isn't Ken here? Your members are interested. And I know she told me something real funny. And she said they were talking about EV Hotel, the electric hotel, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But look, why are you so disengaged then? Why are you so disengaged? You know, and, and that's that's kind of my issue there. I, I say that if you're going to talk about innovation, then then be about it. Mm-hmm. Embrace it. But go ahead, Brian, you will finish it. No, no, I'm just, you know, I'm more curious as to your thoughts on it, because my opinion now is if we're going to help elevate the hospitality industry, then we want everybody either in or pretending to be in or regardless if they're talking about it and then bringing spotlights to new technologies or new uh, hospitality entrepreneurs like you can that can get a platform mm-hmm. to speak upon yeah. uh, i'm i'm all for it you know um you know many times in my career you know people laughed and said you're a joke and not that's not going to work and whatever i was going into and then it worked and then they wanted to be my best friend that's when you have to have your emotions parked and if someone's got a big audience and and they want to be your friend, even though they weren't supportive when you were building this, it's it's the greater good. What do you do? You go and you you do what you set out to do and, and put your flag in this industry and, and and proudly promote it to as many people or associations or eyeballs as you can. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you're going you know, to bite your nose and spite your face kind of a situation where if they're on board now, great. It's uh, They would have been cooler if they were on board earlier, but regardless if, if they're part of that movement even if it's in a small mm-hmm. way build upon it and uh, and show and just keep guiding them you know it's you know that's just my opinion yeah look i mean we're here to make sure the industry does well what i i have nothing at all against any association that's their business right but if your business practice is that look i don't want to innovate or I don't want to embrace innovation or technology because I'm ready getting great sponsorship money from the brands. That's a bad business practice. You're not looking out for your members. You know, 
I, these other associations are still getting money from the brands and sponsorship deals, you know, like high tech HD expo BLLA, but they're embracing innovation and they're embracing technology. That's why they want EV hotel to be part of their, and this is about educating your members, educating your members, letting your members know that, yes, what is metaverse? What's NFT? What's crypto? What is innovation? What's technology? If you're not doing that, then what good are you doing? You know, Calvin? Um, wow, that was a lot going on right there. <laughs> Damn. I told you it was a fire chat. Very fashionable. You know what? I agree with both of you on both fronts. I, I do think that um, they're a little behind the eight ball on it, but at least they're talking about it. But, yeah. but, but, but my thing is you can't just talk about it. You got to be about it. So, exactly. exactly. So, you know, and one, one of the, one of the things in the, in the article that kind of stood out to me where I felt like it didn't sound like they were ready to go. Yeah. Um, it, it, and I'm it just, just said focus. This, this sentence, this sentence, this sentence is what scared me. I wrote it down. It said, however, change can be difficult and hoteliers are often cautious and need to see solid projections for strong uh, returns before they implement any innovative solutions. Okay. What? That's what it said. So it, to it, me, you're playing it too safe. You're playing it too safe. Somebody has to go through the wall. And so, so are, are you going <laughs> to see a car <laughs> Like you know, oh my god! I'm, I'm, yeah, but I'm how do you see it. a return unless you implement it? So that's uh That's what I'm yeah, saying. Exactly. Like, well, somebody's got to do like, something. So but this is—it's an oxymoron, right? It's an yeah. oxymoron. Like, right? What would you even make a statement of that sort? Are you thinking this is like selling a room? We want to see what the return looks like. <laughs> I mean, that was, does everything have to have a return to it? No, because you're lessening the task for employees. Mm -hmm. right. You're lessening the workload. Get better employees. Mm -hmm. Create a less emotional drama, less emotional behavior habits. Mm -hmm. You know, make your employees happy. Mm -hmm. And that you need a return that on that. Yep. <laughs> There's and your that return. Was the problem I had with the whole article. There's your return. Yeah, that was the whole article. That was the whole issue oh I had God. with the article. That not one time that they mentioned guest experience. No. Yeah. At all. They don't care. Nobody. At all. Does. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not here. I'm not going to bash a whore or anything like that. It just seems like they're so profitability focused. Oh, that, that, that's all it is. And I, it is. I think it needs to maybe have a little more around, hey, let's enhance the guest experience. Let's make things more convenient for our guests. Let's better enhance the experience for our employees. Let's focus a little bit on employee experience. Because it, if you talk about employee experience and making that better and guest experience making that better, you can't do that without innovation and technology. In these Look, I, I will even invite the chairman to come on this show, just like Larry King Live. I will invite him. <laughs> you yes. got the big mic behind you. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 just, I, I just. I will invite him on the show so he can tell our audience and tell people what he means by innovation. So that's an open invitation. If he wants to come on the show, innovation invitation. That sounds innovation. Yeah. Like that. There you go. There innovation you go. invitation. You know, but hey, look, 
I, I wish him the most success. He is the youngest chairman in a whole history. Yeah. He's a Texas guy. Yes. Oh, I believe you. I mean, I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not questioning. I, say, I, I don't know. You say, Katie, it was like dead silence, huh? Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just like the. I know I'm like say, over five minutes. Texas, everything is bigger. Or, you know? I mean, oh Neil Patel. That's his name. That's look. That's I met a strong I met Texan name right there, Katie. Mister Neil. Neil Patel. <laughs> 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 born and raised oh, out there on the you know well you know look i i don't know a lot about the guy i met the guy one time i spoke to him a few times you know what i mean i wish him all the success in the world he's a young guy he's gonna have a lot of lessons to learn from this you know and he's gonna have to figure out how to roll with it He's in like probably the most critical year of the industry. Oh god. And it's going to be probably where they're going to have to figure out it's not about profitability. It's about experience. It's about what the guests feel, it's about what the employees feel. You know, that's kind of that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. Um sounds like a caution sign. No, no caution. Proceed with caution. Proceed with panic. Proceed with panic. So no, but you know what? We'll 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 have Nancy reach out, see if he wants to come on and let our audience know. And what's this invitation? Innovation. To, invitation. <laughs> invitation to innovation. Invitation to innovation. So, but let me take us to the last piece and then we can all jam out of here and rock out. So here we go. You ready for the last piece? Yes. This is where it gets even more fire chat than <laughs> the last one. Um, hotel CEOs. Okay. So they predicted in second so i actually i predicted like i said earlier second q 2021 business travel back to second q 2023 okay now this report that just came out of there obviously we got this from uh seeking alpha but there was a report i think ahla did and prediction is 20 billion dollars we're going to be down in 2022 in business travel Okay, $20 billion. As I said earlier, GBTA declared 2020 business travel spending losses are expected to be 10 times higher than 9 11 or 2008 recession. Okay, that's in 2020. At the NYU hospitality event 2021, Marriott CEO. Anthony Capiano said business travel is going to come back stronger than ever in 2022. Stephanie, I don't know how to say her last name, president of Marriott said business travel is going to come back in 2022 at the same NYU hospitality event. Hilton CEO Chris Nassetta said 
business travel is going to come back in 2022. IHE CEO, business travel going to come back in 2022. Choice CEO, business travel going to come back in 2022. Do we want me to just keep going down this list? This NYU event must have been that hotel CEOs were drinking the different kind of punch that we don't usually drink. Because clearly the GBTA laid this out in 2020 that travel spending, business travel spending losses were going to be 10 times higher. Did they think in two years that we were going to make up the 10 times spending losses? I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. And now this prediction just even a year ago, right? And it's less than a year, really. I think the NYU event just happened in November. November. And we're already predicting $20 billion in business travel loss here. So that's it. That's all I got. (laughs) Brian? Uh, Well, we talked about it in the beginning of the show. Yeah, we talked about it at the beginning. Yeah. The other thing, and and I'm not a doom and gloom guy. I'm I'm out in the streets and I see what I saw in 07 and 08. I see that happening again. I mean, there's a monster correction coming across the board. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen. I want to be, I want to say I was wrong because that doesn't help anybody, but nobody's factoring in when that kicks in, all spending stops. The yep. fear kicks in to the, the utmost degree. Uh, and look at gas prices. There's so many indicators right now that really spur, uh, whether it's a recession or a global recession. Uh, we've had a great ride with markets. We've had a great ride with crypto and NFTs. I mean, there it's it's not sustainable uh so with that being said i won't even be talking about business travel i'd be be happy with what i can get uh food prices are increased all supply again we know from the and and calvin obviously with the the bananas at 7-eleven bananas are going through the roof i can't even afford a bunch (laughs) of bananas anymore so uh people can't can't live like this and um Once, once there's any indication that there's a, a global slowdown in, in any type of business um, or going, we're a global economy, there's not one executive going to be boarding a plane going anywhere because that's the first thing that gets cut. And we've proven even from schools to business dealings at Zoom and go to meeting and Microsoft Teams, we have platforms to keep people connected and communicating and, and get whatever business they can get done, get done. But I won't even be talking about it. I mean, again, like I mentioned before, there's not enough service to be able to handle the demand that any hotel that I've been in over the last two years to be able to do it correctly. Same thing with restaurants. I was in a Chili's the other night, and it's a Chili's. I love Chili's. No disrespect. And and there's not enough people in there to, to handle the guests that are in that building. Um, and they, they know how to build a machine. So I wouldn't even be thinking or talking about business travel. Get your buildings, get your hotels, get your restaurants in order to, to handle the, the, the demand that you currently have and be happy with what any profits you can get. And, uh, and then when business travel kicks in, uh, then, then you'll be happy that those extra, those extra people are coming into your doors. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, look, I've said it for a while now is that 
you're not going to get the business travel you had. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's there's going to be an offset. Forget about the business travel. It's not. Forget about how much we're losing. You need to find another way. You know, the crypto and traveler. Focus on the crypto traveler. If you did crypto, a the crypto well, traveler. You know, I mean, Brian, you you know, you've heard me say this. I created a third segment. It's called a technology traveler. Focus on technology. Yeah. We'll get the technology travelers. Yeah. Right. I think it's those days are gone. Those are days are gone. You know, I mean, like, look, we we have we have Mike Cavis saying my travel American pre-COVID average was 12K. It has been zero since COVID. I have 200K co-workers with similar numbers. Jeez. It's not coming back. Look, I know for a fact because of the fact one of my neighbors down the street said he owns a company. And he said they stopped business expenses, Zoom teams. They saved almost $8 million on their bottom line. Okay. $8 million. You think he's going back <laughs> to spending? You think, and this is like a small piece, right? That's oh, a small gosh. piece compared to a lot of people yeah. and a lot of companies. You think they're going back? No, they're not going back. Calvin? Man, I don't have much to add to that. I, I, I just love what, what you guys are saying in it, and I agree with it. But I agree with – I have to agree with Brian. Man, don't worry about the love business. Love when you do I'm that. Back. <laughs> Focus on, man, making sure the people that you have, the team, they even take care of it. I, I am so – man, I went. I checked in a hotel, <laughs> and you know what they said to me? <laughs> they were like <laughs> – if you're not staying more than that was like the first thing. If you're not staying more than two nights, we won't clean your room. Yep. How does that make you feel? I mean, it's just like yeah, just like immediately. <laughs> immediately. That's that's your pitch to me that's, for my experience. Yeah. I, I, just, I just I'm just like, man, you know, it, it just, you know, I, I think I think. Brian is right. Focus on making sure when the business travel does come back, if it does, I don't think it, it won't be for a while, but be prepared when it does. Cause all you're going to do is let down a bunch of business travels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they can't do business if they're upset. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> as they say business. <laughs> That's just, man. I, I, wow. Yeah. 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 That's the employees need to be taken care of no matter. Oh what. yeah. You know what I mean? It's that's that's just been a red flag for so many years. Mm -hmm. Still happens. Nobody changed. You know what I mean? They didn't change. They they just still pay them what they got paid. Maybe a few dollars here, a few dollars here. It's not about the pay. We keep talking about the pay. It's not about the pay. It's treating the employees. It's the treatment. Value them. You know, yeah. and that's what I, but Katie, we'll be here all day. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will, I retract my previous statement. Um, I was a little excited. Oh, I mean, left. She's not in the courtroom anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, true. But I mean, granted, I'm in, I don't know, I'm in Dallas where it's much more free here, I guess, as well. And um, like, as soon as the mask mandate got lifted this week. Like everyone was cheering here. So I feel like sometimes I, uh, you know, 
let that take hold of my thoughts. But um, I will say, Calvin, on uh, what you were saying, like for being in Atlanta when I saw you, Ken, um, for the Hunter Conference, uh, you know, incredible conference with. You didn't such see me there. Like, yes. No. Yes. <laughs> what is it? I, I just I hung out with Ken. Anyways, long story short. But um, yeah, just even during like a hotel conference, I mean, my room just was never cleaned, <laughs> which, you know, it what happened. It's just, yeah, but that's horrible. Like, yeah. And you want to tell just, them which hotel you, you were at? Um, no, Marriott Marquis. Yeah, I, yeah, I was at Marquis. But um, then also like being in Baltimore, for example, when my room got cleaned, this was last week for the, uh, for a Hogan. I was like, oh my gosh, like you're just so excited and surprised because you're almost not used to that anymore. Hmm. So, well, that's that's yeah. the difference of, I shouldn't even say it like this, so I'm not going to say it. Uh, but <laughs> it's the training, it comes down to yeah. training. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. why that Hello Kitty hotel is going to be. Oh, you're going to have a lot of kitties. Every hour. You're going to have a lot of kitties. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> a lot of kitties, you know? <laughs> Like a, you're gonna have like a furry convention there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of <laughs> lot of kitties. You know, oh they're gonna be running around. They're gonna be cleaning rooms. They're gonna be running the front desk. Look, if we didn't have a front desk, okay. So, and and I'm gonna go track this back a little bit, okay, to the previous article with the hoa. So the chairman said how he helped with the technology piece at his own yes. hotels. I guess he owns like uh, some two, three-star hotels or something like that. I, I was reading into it. And to help with the staff, they got an automated check-in process with the live agent, right? So to me, I'm looking at it twofold, right? I'm saying, okay, you got an automated check-in process. Yeah. But there's a live agent on the video screen. So now you took money in payroll-wise, away from somebody you would need to put at the hotel, right? So true. Why do that? Why just not having complete automation? Now you're putting a Band-Aid on this thing again. You know what I mean? You're putting a Band-Aid. You need to go to the complete automation like you're checking into your Delta Airline or American Airlines or United 24 hours prior, go straight to the security gate. You know. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. It's a wrap. Way so, to go, guys. That folks. Thank you, guys. Thank you for everybody being here. We appreciate all of our audience members sticking through it. It was a longer than expected show, but, you know, we weren't here last week, so we made up a little bit, added in a few extra <laughs> articles. A few extra. A little spice. A little spice. <laughs> the fire chat. <laughs> next week, you know, we'll let you give you guys an update of, you know, the HD Expo. Um you won't catch me with any pictures and you won't catch me in pictures. So we'll know you're there. <laughs> nope. None of that. So we'll get you guys more updates. You know, we got some exciting news coming with the EV hotel as well. And more things are coming on board. Um, but do subscribe to our channel on YouTube, hospitality 360. We're on all the audio platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, all of them as well. So thank you for your support. Guys, have a great evening. And Evie. Evie out. Brian, do Evie it. Out. You never Evie do it. Out. I don't. Brian, I gotta, I gotta